This morning, we're off to Afghanistan for the latest in our series, The Hidden World of Girls, produced with our friends, the Kitchen Sisters. Follow me now down a street in Kandahar, through a tall iron gate, past a guard with a gun, and into a courtyard. Here, little girls let their bright veils slip, and young women throw off their burqas. They're laughing and chatting now that they're within the walls of a place that promises to set them free. I like my school. I like my school. I love my school. 11-year-old Bilky slipped away from her English class, pretty in a ponytail and red sweater threaded with silver. She wanted to tell us why, for her, learning is more precious than any possession. It's very great that everybody has to be educated because education is like a gold. When you get it, it will be always in your mind and you can profit from that. Never no one can steal it from your mind, education. We can do everything by education. It's well shiny your life. It would be fair to say that there's no world of girls more hidden, literally, than the world beneath the burqas of Afghanistan. In Kandahar, these voluminous coverings are often light brown, so on the street they can appear like dust swirling in an autumn wind. But it would be a mistake to presume that all the women underneath are somehow pitiable or frightened or even meek. They aren't, mostly. And here at the Afghan-Canadian Community Center is an especially determined bunch. The center offers courses in English and computer technology and business. The students aren't here just for the joy of learning. They want careers. Here's Bilky's friend, Nurzia, who's 14. I'm learning English because uh, it's an international language and uh, English is uh, very important for our life. If, if we become a doctor, uh, because doctor needs to uh, to write up prescriptions for the patient by English. Do you do you want to be a doctor then? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, miss. Yeah, we need for female doctors because uh, Afghans, uh, their women, uh, they hide their face or then they don't want uh, a male doctor exactly. They want to be uh, treated by female doctors. Therefore, we need for female doctors. Yes, Kandahar is the heartland of the Taliban. But as you can hear, these girls have plans to be out in the world. My name is Tahira Saidi. Shahira Saidi, we are sisters. And also we are classmates. <laughs> we found Tahira, who's 20, and Shahira, who's 19, sitting at computers along with a dozen other girls. Tahira's dark eyes shine beneath her gauzy pink veil. Her sister Shahira is the conservative one, all in black. And when they speak of making up for the years under the Taliban when they weren't allowed to go to school, their words tumble out. There was Taliban, so we were not going to school. We were just at home. My father is a doctor. He was teaching us. So you're pretty motivated. Yeah, I'm pretty. My father, my aunties, my, especially my mother, she's housewife, but she really motivated us. She really want to be steady. Everything which we, we are studying because of my mother, my mother or my father. My, my mother didn't study because her family was just a little bit conservative. They didn't like schools. My mother said, no, my daughter will be a teacher or will maybe they are a doctor, everything, but they have to study. Why do you think your mother was different? I don't know. My mother never, my mother, my mother never have gone to school because her father, her uncles, no one liked school, but my mother likes school. 
my mother lots of people says that she is uneducated but she said no my my daughter will be educated one irony of kandahar being a war zone there may just be more opportunities for girls who want to grow up to be working women there's the UN, NATO, and USAID, all hiring and paying well. Also offering desk jobs for women who can use computers and speak English, construction companies, and the cell phone giant, Roshan. The more obvious thing for a girl trying to learn and work here, it's dangerous. Somehow every girl in her family must come to terms with the possibility that harm could come to her. When I broach the subject with young Nurzia, she brushes off the threats that the community center has passed on to her parents. There's a war going on. Has it ever stopped you from coming to school? Is it dangerous that your parent, no. your mother doesn't want you to? No. And your parents have never been too scared for you? No. They always say that uh, the center is warning, but it, it's lie. It's not true. So sometimes you are, there are warnings for girls not to go to school. But you don't believe it? No, I don't believe it. It's because it's lie. Nurzia's family chooses to view threats as intimidation, pure and simple, by the Taliban or warlords or drug dealers, anyone who might benefit from fear and disorder. The family of Tahira and Shahira Saidi do allow themselves to be scared, but not scared away. Some months ago, in near to our house, one girl was killed by someone. She was working. She was our classmates. My mother always says, when you are coming, I'm just waiting. I'm looking at the door. If they come or someone come and says that they, are, they will be killed. So we are coming. We are just, we want to be brave, and we want to be brave, and we are coming to school. At the Afghan-Canadian Community Centre, a pushy horn signals the end of the school day. The young girls tighten their headscarves, the older ones pull on their burqas. They hold their books to their chests like a shield and once again disappear onto the streets of Kandahar. You can see our Kandahar girls at our website. You're listening to Morning Edition from NPR News. I'm Renee Montaigne. Funding for The Hidden World of Girls is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the National Endowment for the Arts.